Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's a brand new year, and what better time to get going with that online store you've been thinking of? Those I was there when Arsenal actually scored a goal t-shirts would fly off the shelves right now. And to get yourself up and running, you need Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way through to the did we hit a million order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort with thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI powered all-star. Sign up for a $1 a month trial period at shopify.com slash arsblog, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash arsblog now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash arsblog. Welcome to a brand new Arsblog Arscast right here on Arsblog.com. I hope you're well. If you hear any strange noises in the background of this particular episode, it's because, well, I'm recording with the window open tonight. Um, I know summer is gone. The mornings are getting darker. The evenings are getting shorter. It's getting just a little bit colder. But it's a beautiful night here in Dublin, and I'm sitting here in my office in front of the microphone with a, a beer, Samuel Adams. And it's just nice to have the window open and some nice warm air coming through. And the sounds of the neighborhood might, from time to time, uh, be audible. Birds singing, dogs barking, sirens wailing. Perhaps the screams of those people running away from the sirens. Neighbors shouting with love at each other, throwing plates of affection. So if those noises uh, are... Audible, I do apologize, but I'm going to sit here with the window open, perhaps for the final time this year. And that's a bit sad in itself. Um, On this particular show, well, it's probably going to be a short arsecast, because normally we look back on what's happened in the week gone by, and we look ahead to what's going to happen in the week uh, to come. And this week, not a great deal has happened, because we've been smack bang in the middle of the interlull. We could look ahead in more detail to what's to what's going to come, but that's speculation, fortune-telling, soothsaying, in fact. So it could be quite short. On the other hand, we could find plenty to waffle about between now and the end of the show. I just don't know. That's the beauty of not knowing. You just never know. So uh, what has actually happened between the last Arscast and this Arscast? Well, um, hmm. from a footballing point of view, clearly nothing. It's been very, very quiet in and around the club since um, that game at Old Trafford 
Remember that one? Happened not so long ago, but it feels like ages ago. It's been quiet. We've heard a bit from a couple of the new arrivals. Mikel Arteta has been at the training ground since since Monday. He moved down to London last Friday. He was eager, wasn't he? Wanted to get right into it. And that's admirable. He's been talking quite a bit this week about you know, how he's not a replacement for Sesk and how he's not nervous but excited about this new challenge. And, you know, he looks good in the Arsenal shirt, I have to say. No many of the ladies agree with me. And, he, yeah, he does. He looks well. Apart from that, though, all we've had is some relatively bad news in terms of injuries. Jack Wilshire, two to three months out with an ankle problem. Thomas Vermalen, two months out. Maybe a month out, he'll be back in training in a month, but you know. I think it's wise to remain cautious, don't you? About how long these guys are going to be out for. And of course, it makes everyone wonder about why it is that so many Arsenal players get injured. Something we'll cover now in a few moments' time, but I don't know. Is it our training regime? Is it our medical practices? Is it the hardness of the pitch? There is some suggestion that the pitch at Ashburton Grove is particularly hard, and we know that Arsene Wenger likes to replicate the surface at the training ground, so they could be training on really hard pitches and playing on really hard pitches. Or could it be that we just have a lot of injury-prone, brittle players? And if we do, then it's no real surprise that they're injured quite a lot. Maybe it's a combination of all of those things. I just don't know. And I don't think anybody else does either. Well, certainly nobody on the outside. And while I think it's perfectly reasonable to ask questions about our injury record, I'm not sure it's fair entirely to point fingers at the medical team every time it happens. Like Vermalen's injury, for example, came... After a kick, how many of Van Persie's injuries came from uh, accidents during matches? Maybe the diagnoses have been off from time to time and maybe we could have treated them better. I don't know. We don't know what's happened behind the scenes and how they've tried to do things. The thing about it is, is these guys are highly trained, highly educated, professional medical people. And we know that Arsene is really into the science of football and the physicality of things and, you know... Arsenal as a club, as we well know, are not short of a few quid. It's not like we're scratching around looking for backstreet Dr. Nicks to come in and treat our players. We can afford good staff. We can afford the best equipment, the best uh, rehab equipment, the best medical rooms, the best staff, you know. So there's got to be more to it than just couple of bad doctors and a physio who doesn't know what he's doing. Nah, there's got to be more to it than that. Quite what it is, though, I couldn't tell you. So it's a bit disappointing, really, to see Jack and, and Vermalen out, because uh, they're two good players, but also they're two real characters. I think as much as anything, we'll miss that about them, that they've got the drive and energy uh, that this team misses from time to time. Anyway, uh, in a moment or two, uh, we will discuss more on the medical side of things uh, with our guests this week. There is no internet, Joe. He refused to come on. He said, I could give you 300 times the nothing that went on this week, and it's still nothing, which is a fair point. So he'll probably be back next week. I believe he's gone on a, a week's package holiday to Salou, which, uh, classy. That's real classy. He'll have a good time there. It'll really fit in, I think. Hmm. So next week for Internet Joe, but now uh, with me to discuss all the bits and pieces, an Arsenal fan, a journalist, and one of the chief writers... Well, the other guy who writes stuff, 
for Arse Blog News, Andrew Allen. Hello. Hey there, how's it going? Very well. Welcome to the Arsecast. Thank you very much. It's uh, nice to be on it. All right. Well, let's start with the interlull. It seems to have gone on for, uh, for an eternity. And uh, like everything else this summer, it seems to have taken ages and ages, like the whole summer itself and August and transfer deadline day. But maybe this interlull, uh, the length of it, um, is no bad thing considering what happened at Old Trafford. And there was certainly a need for some consolidation and, and just regrouping after what happened there. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I definitely have to agree there. I mean, it was... Uh, it was an, an horrific experience up at Old Trafford. It really was quite a, a nasty result. We we know it's going to live long in the memory, but with the new signings and an opportunity to kind of get used to having them on board, um, there's kind of, I think everybody's sort of ready now for, for a bit of football to, to see these new guys in action and just generally like get back into it. You know, let's get the season started, I think. And these new guys, I think they're going to come in, obviously, and, and, uh, and make a difference uh, not just on the pitch, I suppose, but on the training ground too, that you know there's uh, fresh faces can often uh, lift a squad, and maybe one of the the criticisms of of Arsene Wenger over the last couple of seasons has been that he hasn't freshened things up uh, enough and and that it it seems to have been a bit stale that you're doing the same things all the time with the same players, and these new guys coming in, apart from the lift they give to the fans, will certainly give a lift to the team as well. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you only have to look at the likes of Arteta speaking and realise that they're kind of intelligent guys. They've been around the scene for long enough. They, you know, Everton in particular with Arteta have had a great youth scheme going. You know, they've had the likes of Rodwell. They've had uh, this young Barkley guy coming through. He knows what it's like to deal with young players. And I think, to a certain extent, the same goes with Benny Yoon and, uh, and Mertesacker. You know, they're guys who've been through, uh, you know, playing at the highest level for long periods of time and I mean you've already seen some of the young guys on Twitter saying how excited they are to have these new faces around and older guys to talk to and uh, yeah I think it can only be good for the team. And certainly uh, you know somebody that I highlighted in my blog yesterday was Aaron Ramsey who is clearly a fantastic talent played very very well uh, for Wales against England by all accounts but you know like like everybody else at the start of this season in an Arsenal shirt has kind of suffered and maybe you know having someone like Arteta around him and Ben Ayun, even to a certain extent, you know, will help his game develop. Well, I mean, if you're Aaron Ramsey, at the end of last season, you were just trying to get a few minutes under your under your belt off the back of a, a really bad injury, and, and and suddenly he starts this season without Wilson next to him. You know, a guy who he'd started to build a relationship with, and without Cesc Fabregas, without Sam Nasri. I mean, he's probably looking around. He was probably kind of wondering what the hell was going on really I mean you can't put that amount of responsibility on a guy so young he may well be Wales captain he's obviously a great talent but he needs to have some other people around to share the burden and I, I, I think the likes of Arted I really think Ben Ayoun could be quite useful in this because he's, he's such a kind of creative player um, the type of guy who can make a difference in the middle of, you know in the middle of a game you know he can come off the bench I just think having that around you can only be a good thing what about um the new guys that have come in in the back four. We know that Mertesacker is a hugely experienced defender. I'd be lying if I told you I knew too much about Andre Santos before we signed him. Um, in an area like defence where communication is, is going to be an issue, would you be slightly worried that uh, Santos could come in without speaking any English, Mertesacker doesn't really speak any English? Um, uh, would that be a, a slight worry? <laughs> I mean, it's 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 an underlying worry. I mean, I've I've always sensed over the last couple of years, really, that our 
our defensive problems stem from an organisational point of view rather than an individual talent point of view. So potentially, yes, the one thing that you would be looking for is to have someone commanding from the back, telling people what to do. I think in Chesney, we've now got a goalkeeper who is quite happy to bark at the defenders, quite happy to tell people what to do. I think that's a great start. Um, obviously, Vermaelen's taken a knock now, but Juru and Koscielny have played together. I think Scalacci's taken some unfair stick, but with Mertesacker there, you know, he's played in the World Cup at 21. He's played in front of the likes of Lehman. He knows what it's like to deal with pressure at the highest level. I think he's a guy who can marshal through his actions on the pitch. Um, Santos, I mean... It, it's going to be interesting to see now what with Gibbs, it looks like Gibbs is fit, whether he goes in as number one Santos because you don't spend that amount of money on a left back and a guy who's 28 years old and a Brazilian international and say, go on, mate, you're number two now to, behind a kid. So I think it's good to have competition now. I don't think Gibbs had competition from Traore, to be honest. No. Um, and, you know, in the right back position, I think Sanya's great. I think we're sorted there. So, I, you know, I, it bodes well. It just becomes a case of can they get organised on the pitch? Um, set, uh, set pieces were awful last year. We were terrible from set pieces. I know Wenger kept saying from open play we were we were one of the highest, uh, you know, or the, the most efficient size from, from, from defending. Um, but he needs to sort out this set piece thing. Now, a big guy in the middle, Mertesacker, you don't get much bigger than six foot six. I mean, he's got to be commanding. I, I think I think it bodes well. What about Santos from, I know people have sort of raised question marks uh, over his defensive abilities, and I'm, you know, I'm not here to cast any judgment on that. But from what I, you know, and I hate to use YouTube as, <laughs> as a measure of a player in any regard, but he really does look to have something going forward uh, and something of an end product in terms of goals and assists. So do you think that was a factor in, in, in the signing from the point of view that the left-hand side uh, of Arsenal used to be the most dangerous uh, part of our team with Ashley Cole, Robert Pires, Thierry Henry, and I'm not trying to uh, draw comparisons with those players, but we've been a little unbalanced, uh, you might say, because Arshavin hasn't necessarily done it down that left-hand side. So for whatever little flaws he might have as a defender, and I think we have to expect all defenders to have their little flaws, um, going forward he could certainly offer us something that Clichy didn't. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it comes as little surprise to find out that Santos started life as a left winger. I mean, he was actually almost quite prolific when he started at Flamengo. He was a he was a, a great goal scoring left winger. Clichy's crosses were the bane of the existence of the Emirates crowd, I think, for years on end. And, and to a certain extent, Sanya's the same. But I mean, this guy, if he's if he's got a decent scoring record, he he took over from Roberto Carlos at Fenerbahce. He, you know, he's he's fighting with Michel Bastos for the left back position of the Brazil national team. He has to have something about him going forward. And like you say, YouTube clips infer that he has that. Um, I would love to see proper crosses getting whipped into the box. I'd love to see him building a relationship with someone in front of him, whether that's Arshavin, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, Arteta shifted out on the left, whether it's uh, Benny Yoon out on the left, maybe even Javinho out there if he wants to have Walcott on the right. But there needs to be, like you say, that, that Cole-Pires uh, relationship, uh, Cole-Lumberg relationship as well. I mean, that ability to, to, to link up, to know exactly what the other person is going to do. We haven't had that for so long, really. Mm. All right, well, let's um, look away from the new boys and we'll see how they do. And I think uh, one of the things we've got to do is give them a bit of time, obviously, to, uh, uh, to settle in at Arsenal. Um, let's look to a couple of the players that we, we've got who won't be available. And I'm not talking about the players who are suspended still. Um, we'll have no Jenkinson, no Song, 
uh, and no Gervinho for, for the game tomorrow. However, Jack Wilshire and Thomas Vermalen are both going to miss around two months, uh, two to three months. Uh, both of them with ankle injuries. Both of them related to Achilles problems, I'm told. The Arsenal medical team has come in for quite a bit of stick um, because of these injuries that we seem to suffer them quite regularly. What's your take on on the criticism that the medical team have come in for and the impact of the injuries? Well, I've seen a few people sort of saying, oh, since Gary Lewin went and Colin Lewin came in, that there's been a sort of upturn in the number of injuries. But, I mean, Gary only went in 2008 and we had very bad injury problems before that I think part of the problem that Arsenal faces a lot of players and I can count six or seven guys who are under the age of 20 who've been out for six months or one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your healthcare that's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's a brand new year, and what better time to get going with that online store you've been thinking of. Those I was there when Arsenal actually scored a goal t-shirts would fly off the shelves right now. And to get yourself up and running, you need Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way through to the did we hit a million order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort with thanks to Shopify magic, your AI powered all star. Sign up for a $1 a month trial period at shopify.com slash arsblog, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash arsblog now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash arsblog. You know, Chesney, Gibbs, Frimpong, Ramsey, Walcott. And I can't help but think the younger these guys are starting their careers, the more likely they are, the more fragile their bodies are and more likely and susceptible as it were to, to, to pick up knocks and injuries and if you get a knock or a serious injury at a young age it's quite hard to overcome that when you're still being forced to make you know regular appearances at 21 22 23 you're obviously going to pick up strains and stuff with regards for marlin i mean to a certain extent it looks as if we're learning from last year's mistake in that he's having the same small surgical procedure now which he should have had immediately last year but it took nine months to come to that decision Wilshire 
I've heard criticisms that the Arsenal uh, team knew that he'd picked up this knock from international duty before pre-season and instead of sort of getting him on the treatment table, they uh, allowed him to go off on holiday. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know whether they seriously thought it was a bad problem because he played in pre-season, he seemed to be moving fine and then obviously he went off in the Emirates Cup. I think it's really hard to point fingers at guys who all they can do is react to the injuries that come their way. And mm. it's not as if they're causing the injuries in the first place. I, I don't believe that. I mean, if, it, if, if it's something to do with the training, that's not the medical team. That's, you know, Arsene Wenger, you know, insisting on a certain, certain type of play in, in training. But then you hear players like Nasri and, um, and Clichy go after Manchester City and say, well, it's so much more physical at Manchester City. There we are clattering into each other at 100 miles an hour. It's much more like a game. I, 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 I'm at a loss. I don't know really exactly what who to blame. I mean, I, maybe you can't blame anybody. Mm. I mean, is it a case that, you know, because we're so focused and inward focused on, uh, on, what, on what we have in our own players, uh, that it's a bit like, you know, the way uh, fans often think that uh, there's an agenda in a certain newspaper or that oh, everyone's out to get them via the press. And I think that's quite prevalent amongst Arsenal fans. Um, we could read bad press about another team and not give it a second thought because, you know, it's another team. Is it not the same, perhaps, with injuries that there are other teams out there with injury problems just as bad as ours, but we just don't either care about them or pay attention to them? Yeah, I mean, look, I think football fans in general have a kind of setting where they assume the whole world is against whoever they happen to be supporting. I mean, when Arsenal fans talk about what they talk about, they probably transpose those same things to the national teams that they support as well. You know, the world's against England or Ireland or whoever. Um, I'm pretty sure Spurs' injury problems recently have been nightmarish. It just really becomes a case of whether you can cover that by having a half-decent squad. I mean, you don't tend to miss people if the rest of the team is doing okay. Mm. And, yeah, I completely agree. I definitely, I mean, every football fan says, oh, we've done it, you know, it wouldn't be any other way if we didn't do it the hard way, for example, or our team is, is always the one that's got all the injuries. I agree. I just, I mean, at the same time, we have had some very bad injuries to some very, very serious and important players. I mean, losing Van Persie for months on end, as we did last year, not great. The likes of Riziki, I think, was just a freak. I mean, it's not like it was the Arsenal medical team as the only set of specialists looking at him. I mean, these guys are international superstars. You know, they go across all over the world. Their national teams have people looking at them as well. If they can't all figure it out, then it's obviously not one individual's uh, problem. Mm. All right. Well, let's uh, let's hope they can get on top of it. And we see Wilshire and Vermaelen back sooner rather than later because obviously they're very important players. Uh, let's look ahead briefly to the weekend. Um, what sort of a reaction are you uh, either expecting or hoping from this Arsenal team? Because you know a lot of questions will be asked about their character, regardless of the fact that there's been. Um, uh, new arrivals and fresh blood and all that. The players who are out there at Old Trafford have got questions to answer, I suppose, from a personal level as well. Um, Swansea, I don't know too much about them. I know they try and play football. They're not probably going to come and uh, park the bus, so to speak. Uh, but Arsenal have been taught a lesson once or twice by newly promoted teams in recent seasons. So, you know, it's, it's going to be a tricky game. Yeah, I mean, I think first things first, Let's just get three points. You know, let's get out of where we are in the in the table. I know it's early doors, but we really need to just get some points on the board 
And, you know, building confidence in this team, especially with so many new players, is going to be something that takes... Uh, it's a progression confidence. You don't just gain it straight overnight. You know, especially these new guys. I mean, they have no idea really what's going on, the surroundings and stuff. I'm just hoping that on Saturday afternoon, when the game kicks off, there's a good atmosphere. I want... Pos- you know, I don't want to go to the Emirates and hear everybody moaning. I want to hear everybody up for it. You know, I want to see that we're looking forward to the rest of the season now because we've got players in. We got rid of a lot of the players that everybody used to moan about. For the next few weeks, we really should just be completely back in the team and hoping that we can start building towards a, a, a better future because I, I, I think actually the Champions League could be a nice little outlet for this for us this season. I don't think there's much expected of us and I think the team we've got, the group we've got and, and the matches we've got ahead of us could be quite exciting. And of course there is a Champions League fixture in midweek uh, without Arsene Wenger at the helm. Very quickly, your thoughts on that and UEFA's decision? Oh, I've... I mean, Platini and Wenger's relationship is, is, is one that has been feisty for a few years now. I'm, I'm not massively surprised that UEFA have done what they've done it's merely a, a, an opportunity to, to kick someone while he's down, and they enjoy doing that from time to time. UEFA have got much bigger problems, really, they should be worrying about, and they so rarely do worry about them. It's pathetic, really. Um, to be honest, I don't think it'll make too much of a difference. I think we did very well in the two games. What, or Wenger was off the bench for one of them, and the Udinese one, he was there. But I, it shouldn't be a big deal. I think we're, we're a good enough team to get on with that. All right, OK, listen, we better leave it there. Andrew Allen, thank you very much indeed. Cheers. Thanks very much. Thank you very much indeed to Andrew Allen. Remember what I was telling you about background noise with the window open? Well, uh, that's a police helicopter right above my house. Yeah. Oh, I'm hanging out the, yeah. Hanging out the window here. He's got his searchlight on and everything. They're looking for someone, that's for sure. Uh, so while I um, turn the lights off, you can have a listen to this. Dr. O'Driscoll here. Hi. What? Where am I? Oh, just in the supermarket. Doing a bit of the old uh, grocery shopping, you know. So, uh, how's it all going there in the physio department? Great. And you're working with Jack and Thomas, is that right? Okay, perfect. Everything going to schedule? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That means this week we can announce that Jack is going to be out for like two or three months with an ankle problem. And uh, next day for Marlon, also about two months then I'd say, with a problem that isn't anything to do with his Achilles. <laughs> right, brilliant. Well, you seem to be on top of everything there. Uh, I just wanted to look forward to November as well because, you know, uh, what a critical month that is for the club. It's always a bit difficult. So I wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, we both know what's going to be going on. I know that Arson has been talking to uh, Roy Hodgson at West Brom and uh, he's going to get someone to break Arshavin's metatarsal. That'll be fantastic. Uh, Van Persie, we need to find a way to give him like 8 to 10 week knee ligament injury. Yeah? You reckon we can do that? Yeah, I know you've done it loads of times before. Cool. What am I like? And you're going to have a word with your cousin Gary then about Theo. 
So what do you reckon? Shoulder injury again? Probably for the best, isn't it? Nobody would really suspect. Yeah, away on international duty, Theo does his shoulder. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, well then, look, I reckon we're sorted right into the new year and we can sit down a little bit before Christmas then and uh, have a word about Gervinho. Should be finding his feet in the English game about then <laughs> and we'll find a way to fuck him up completely. Fantastic. Anyway, look, better get on here. I'm in the Nutella oil and there's loads of people around. So look, sure, I'll see you Friday for a point then. All right. Cheers. So we're right back in the saddle tomorrow after the uh, couple of weeks off uh, following the old Trafford game. And, um, well, we've got to pick ourselves up and uh, hope the damage isn't too considerable. There is a sense, I suppose, that the season starts here, now, tomorrow against Swansea. I mean, it's completely wrong. The season started three weeks ago, and we've made a total bollocks of it so far. However, all we can do is uh, react to what's going on at this moment in time, and and uh, hopefully we can get things moving at this point. Uh, some new faces, some new arrivals, some freshness into the squad will certainly make a difference. You would hope that bringing in some better players might bring about better football and better results. Strange that we haven't thought of that before, but there you go. Um, no news as of yet who's injured and who's not. From everything I can gather, um, nobody's come back completely bollocks from international duty. We know about Jack and Thomas. There are some doubts about Rosicki and Theo Walcott, who was left out of England's game because of a hamstring injury. But other than that, there haven't been any reports of uh, damage to anybody important. We go into the game uh, without Wilshire, without Vermaelen, um, Sanya, there's still some talk of him being ill. I don't quite know what he's got. Terrible dose of the green apple splatters, if that's what it was in the first place. Um, Gervinho is suspended. We know Alex Song is suspended. Carl Jenkinson is suspended as well. All this red card madness going on, and we're playing a team that's just been promoted. One of those teams that, on paper, you would expect Arsenal to beat. But... Recent history has taught us that newly promoted teams are dangerous. Very dangerous indeed. And uh, we've had some difficult moments with them. So uh, it really is a big, big test. And never has a home game against opposition as lowly is not the right word, but you know where I'm coming from on this. I can't quite find the right word at this moment in time. Uh, Being so important. We have to get three points on the board. We have to rebuild our confidence. And I'm sure the crowd are going to be right up behind the team and uh, with all the new players, everyone's going to be uh, tremendously supportive, which is fantastic. But this is a team in a bad place, regardless of those new arrivals. This is a team that uh, has really struggled in the league since February. It's not just this season that we're having these problems. So we really do need to fight and work hard to drag ourselves out of the slump that we're in. And if we can get three points on the board tomorrow, brilliant. Sets us up nicely for a midweek game, a difficult game in Dortmund. And then next weekend, and we're going we're gonna to have to work really, really hard. But hopefully those new guys uh, will make a bit of a difference. Uh, I don't know what to say about it. It's a, bit, um, it's a bit too difficult to call. So it's down to the manager and the coaching staff to, uh, to get these guys focused, to blend the new arrivals into the team, and to make them an Arsenal team again. Because what we saw at Old Trafford was not Arsenal. It was uh, as far removed from Arsenal as many of us have ever seen. 
Uh, hopefully this time next week we're sitting here three points to the good domestically, three points to the good in Europe. We'll have a lot more to talk about and there'll be lots more to come. Uh, so we better leave it there for this week. Uh, have yourselves a fantastic weekend. I'll talk to you on next week's Sarscast. Until then, cheers. Bye-bye. Hello there, uh, David O'Leary here, as I say, and uh, your man Arsblog. He's a bit of an oddball, isn't he, as I say, but uh, he's asked me to run the rule over uh, the new signings, as I say, and I'm uh, more than happy to do that. In midfield, I, uh, I think uh, Arteta and Ben Ayoun uh, quality signings, as I say, plenty of uh, Premier League experience. And in defence, uh, Merton Sacker. Uh, again, as we say, a lot of experience and he's, uh, he's incredibly tall, as we say. He's like a, a tree, like a big ginger ant, as we say. And uh, maybe that's what the Arsenal defence has, has been missing. The Brazilian fella, uh, Santos, uh, as we say, don't know a great deal about him, but uh, was playing in Turkey. And uh, plenty of great players down the years, as we say, have played in Turkey. He's up there, I suppose, with uh, Darius Vassell, Matt Derbyshire. So, uh, as we say, uh, he's in a exalted company. And the other fella uh, from Korea, uh, Park Chewbacca, we believe he's a good goal scorer. Has got a fairly, as we say, uh, unique defence. But uh, we'll have to wait and see how they all turn out, as we say. Will they get close to my appearance record? No. Because I wouldn't dare, as we say, let that happen. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.